Hello and welcome to episode 5 of On Repeat. In today's episode we will be talking all things grunge, favourite grunge artists, grunge albums, grunge songs. So, without further ado, shall we get the hat? Yeah. Is it is this a hat episode again then? Yes. Well yeah, I've... I've oh yeah. okay. How's this going to work? For, th- for those of you that listened to episode 4, I haven't done anything naughty. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Ah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to episode four, you twat. It's so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're not twats. So, you're beautiful. I am going to pick a name. Here we go. Can you hear yourself all right? I think so, yeah. Place your best. Yeah, it's, it's I, coming I say through it's Jamie. Beautifully. <laughs> I say it's Jamie. beautifully. Justin. Ah. <laughs> I see. You've written it backwards. Yes, I have. Ah. <laughs> oh, so, it was really quick. You got <laughs> that really quick. I know. Shoot. Me. Oh, he wrote it backwards he as well. Backwards, yeah. Oh, that's backwards. so grunge. So, b- before, yeah, man. before we came into the, to, to record this, Jono said to me, <laughs> "Write it all in backwards." Write it all in backwards. I yeah. said to him. So I had to find. A, I had to find a mirror, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go. <laughs> Shit! How do you write backwards? What's, uh, what's so my good. name again? So yeah, what's my Justin, name again. Right. What's so, your favourite right. thing about the grunge era? Grunge, gr- grunge. What a word. Firstly, that's let's great. just go there oh, first. Grunge. Um, strange. A stranger term but anyway um for me this was like a pivotal kind of move uh, movement this is sound really wanky i'm sorry but like this is is a a time of a genre that kind of just i just started obsessively buying anything that had a term grunge or any mm. band that was associated with the seattle sound which they they kind of called it at the time um so i kind of it was difficult because we were just talking about this off off air mm. off recording and we yeah we all kind of when we got into this we started listening to certain tracks that kind of made me think of what 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 were the kind of key defining moments so there are four albums i go i'll go with the four albums first i'll go like no five i'll go five count down from five to one five being oh it was kind of in there one being that kind of pivotal. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So, um, fi- uh, fi- number five, an album by Stone Temple Pilots, Purple. Anyone yeah. heard that yeah. album? Yeah, yeah. Interstate Love Song uh, is on there, which is classic. But the best uh, best track on there is Big Empty, which is amazing. Oh, um, again, uh, quickly talking about them as a band, they were kind of, they came out sort of uh, sort of 92, 91, 92, uh, but they were panned by critics saying that they were just copying um, Pearl Jam, um, who are another band number four Pearl Jam <laughs> 10 um uh, so 10 was a huge kind of turning point for me because I remember um hearing 10 being played in a kind of a minibus we talked about the scouts when I was in the scouts <laughs> a guy a dude called Michael Schilling it's a great name great name he <laughs> he took over the radio when we were driving somewhere and I remember he put in put, put on a track uh, and the track he put on um was uh, Jeremy um and I remember, distinctly remember, at the end of that track, he goes, hoo, 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 for ages and ages. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong with the dudes? And he goes on and on and on on that hoo, 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 hoo. It sounded yeah. like a train to me. But it was kind of quite encapsulating because his voice and what he was singing about, when I later read up about it, was quite um, amazing, like the, the lyrics he wrote about. Because that's about a guy that stood up in front of his class and shot himself yeah. in America. Oh, right. Um, so, again, quite deep and meaningful. Uh, number number three was uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Mm. Um, Beauty. All of these I didn't buy at the time. I bought later, obviously. Yeah. I have to say that because there's the Pearl Jam came out in '91. Stone Temple Pilots was about '94, '95. Super Unknown was '94. Um, number two was Alice in Chains. There's a Jarafly Jarafly Sap split. Um, 
and number one was uh, Nirvana in Utero. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with number one, go mm-hmm. go in there, because actually Nirvana in Utero, we're going to talk about Nirvana a bit more, but I remember buying it on tape, and that kind of blew my mind, in, in the, the energy of it, the intent, the passion behind it, um, the angst, for want of a better word. Yeah. You can hear the man going through and, and singing about his demons. And I think that is a recurring theme throughout all of the, what, the sort of five th- sort of five albums I've mentioned. Because if you look back, bar Eddie Vedder, um, all four of the other frontmen are now passed away and de- died um, in mm. quite sort of horrible circumstances. Looking at Lane Staley from Alice yeah. in Chains, died and wasn't found for two weeks, you know, from an overdose. Uh, Scott Weiland died on the back of a tour bus. Mm. Um, after struggling with you know alcohol and and, and drugs, uh, Chris Cornell Sandy is now, which was quite recent, um, huge sort of um, you know two huge mental health things around him, um, and then obviously Kurt Cobain that we know about, um, and Eddie Vedder is the kind of last standing grunge kind of singer that I see personally out of those five. Bands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're 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 the five albums. I mean the, the the ones that I used to listen to on repeat constantly were, were Pearl Jam Ten. I kind of got into Pearl Jam before I got um, into Nirvana, I'll be honest, because I obviously heard that on the back of the bus and uh, yeah, minibus or whatever that this guy was playing. And I remember, try- again, buying the tape, which I've still got at home, and just, um, yeah, I'm going to wang on about Pearl Jam for a bit. Is that right? Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> One of my favourite bands too. So, um, so it's st- I, again, I, I did a bit of research about this. I, really interesting stuff. And I remember reading this in the inlay notes that it was mixed in Dorking. Does anyone know this? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, so they recorded it in Seattle. Um, virtually in, in, in like a two-week period, quite a quick period. Um, the band originally were in Mother Love Bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeff Amat, Stone Gossard um, were, were in a different band. The Green, lead, Green River. And Green River and uh, Mother Love Bone as well. Yeah. Um, their lead singer died um, and they were all auditioning for um, lead singers and Eddie Vedder actually moved from wherever he, he lived. I don't know where he lives, so I have to, but to Seattle to kind mm-hmm. of immerse himself in that sound. Um, was taken under his wing by Chris Cornell Chris Cornell gave like the guys in Pearl Jam his blessing and he kind of joined the band. Um, so yeah, it's re- it's, there's a real kind of connection there with all of the all of these guys, I suppose. Um, but yeah, track like track starts off with Once, which is great, you know, kind of kind of full, full on assault just straight in there. Um, I just like yeah, lyrically, I, I, I love the lyrics. His what what he was singing about. I wanted to know what he was singing about. What 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 were the stories behind it? Because there were loads of stories and the only. I remember buying a really unofficial magazine that Jamie found the other day called <laughs> Pearl Jam <laughs> Unofficial, and it went through like this writer's view of like what he thought Eddie Vedder was singing about. The only track that he couldn't get quotes for was Black, which is like the fifth track. Oh right, because it was so deeply personal to him, and no one really kind of knows what mm. that album's. I don't know if you know that track. That's a beautiful track. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So there's my uh, Pearl Jam is Pearl Jam ten. It's interesting link though, because um, before. We're talking about grunge and what a weird name it was. I did a little bit of research of the uh, origins of the word grunge. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few things, but the one that keeps keeps coming up is a... Um, so, Bruce Pavitt is a reviewer, and he described Green Rivers dry as a bone EP um, in a sub-pop record company catalogue. So this is how he described it. Um, where is it? Da-da-da-da. Um, Marshall Amp's ultra loose grunge that destroyed the morals of a generation. 
But that's okay. the first time yeah. it was mentioned yeah, yeah. in a descriptive term mm. towards the music. That's interesting. Um, that's so, yeah, and there's other stuff in here that's saying the origin of grunge could be the lack of funds, etc., and the way that yeah. people I think, recorded. But and I think the, yeah, I think the thing that really spoke to me again, grow, growing up and picking up the guitar was like there were two two things that where I got into Nirvana over Pearl Jam is that Nirvana to me was like he 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 played what fairly was simple chords, but mm. it, it was played. A, with a passion and an a yeah. intensity that I'm like I've never lost that love for those types of bands and that, those yeah. tracks mm. so looking later on at the driving or refused or um, you know thrice and bands like that that you can hear what they're doing and they're doing it with intent and I've always been a huge fan of that and uh, and I think that's I think like, what grunge was panned I think later mm. on as it got you know as when Kurt Cobain died but that those the feelings behind what is being played I don't think you can match and all of them are different so putting them in a genre is weird to me because Nirvana to Pearl Jam to Soundgarden to Alice in Chains uh, to Stone Temple Pilots all sound fucking different and, and mm, there's no what, yeah. there's no definition of saying oh that's a but then it was ta elements were taken later and then used via people like Nickelback and Stained and Post Creed and, yeah, and, yeah. and Bush and that's yeah, all what those it's called but they, were saying, but they were saying I think yeah that, the point that you're making is really good is that they're all different and mm. I think the whole grunge coin of a phrase came because all those bands originated yeah. from Seattle mm. so that was like that grunge they're under that umbrella the grunge scene but yeah. not yeah. the grunge sound if you know what I mean mm. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah and then you get the post grunge stuff mm. and which is a bit more get, manufactured and you get bands nowadays that refer to as grunge and they're not really yeah no, mm. exactly you, you can't really emulate that no. yeah for sure and I just yeah kind of. I just I think the attraction for me to sort of a personal thing was the the deeply personal stuff about like hearing someone sing lyrics you probably didn't really understand, but then we kind of started reading. Yeah. Like it, I kind of really got into music and lyrics and the meaning behind the songs at this point, and this, that's why I think it's key for me personally to talk so, so, while we're talking about it. And I fucking love it. Um, and again, it's like it is a nostalgia trip because you listen to Pearl Jam Ten now, and it's fucking caked in reverb, and it sounds awful. And even the band said. That, they were offered to remix it and they just didn't want to go near it because it was just mm. reverbed to he yeah, there's reverb all over and it does sound to me out of those five the five albums I listened to 10 sounds the most dated yeah. in utero sounds still current I don't think it has a mm. I think it's like mm. it's ageless to me mm. and yeah. it's aged yeah. beautifully like a fine wine um, so yeah. yeah I just yeah I just, and I like that I love the the, the the dress behind it I know that's kind of quite um a, a kind of a weird kind of comparison but it was quite the grunge look yeah, was yeah. the first thing I was like oh yeah, yeah it's, really DMs, it's a bit it, like yeah. um, it's like punk yeah. when punk first came out it wasn't just about a music it was about an aesthetic and a look as mm -hmm. well and I think there is something really attractive about grunge in the sense that yeah, yeah. it's oversized sweaters that have got holes in and yeah. Yeah. Said, Dr. Baggy, it's like yes. totally anti-establishment anti, yeah. anti Ironically, yes, absolutely. But, but yes, I think but it gets taken completely out of context nowadays where top man is selling oversized jumpers with holes in them. <laughs> do you know, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's just like and then people, people yeah, it's been yeah. commercialised and people wear it for completely the yeah. the wrong yeah. the wrong yeah. meaning understanding I just, and yeah. um, I just I just I just love that I just the, the look of it and the, the, the kind of the ideals of what it kind of stood for and what they were saying. Just I don't know, just kind of echoed with me, spoke to me, and I was like, in a weird way, I just found Jesus. When you listen to most of those albums and most of those artists, like I was listening to stuff today, I was listening to the Mad Season today, which Lane Staley is on, and um, Mike McCready and someone else from Screaming Trees, I can't remember his name. It was like a super group. Barrett Martin. And they just have like whenever you listen to bands of that era, especially around those those dates and times, and when those singers were at their peak, 
there's something that makes you makes you feel something like really weird. I was yeah, listening to they thinking, captured man, something. Ca- they captured something. And it's just yeah. like I don't. It's like the sound is like I don't give a shit kind of sound. It's just like I just want to make what I want to make. And mm. if you don't, if you if you like it, cool. If you don't, mm. I don't give a shit kind of thing. Do you know it's what I mean? It's organic. that real feeling. It's really organic. Yeah. Very live sounding. Um, and it gives you that nostalgia, even though a lot of it was made when we were very young. Mm. Uh, well, very, but you know, we were yeah, we yeah. weren't Babies. around at the but yeah, we yeah, weren't around at the time much. was made. But mm. you have that feeling where that's something that I would love to have been part of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and you're, and I think constantly as musicians, or I personally, that's what I always strive to want to be part of or have something like that. Yeah, that kind of that kind of scene. Club. Mm. That's like with the label we yeah. set up and stuff, and that whole. It's just that was that was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I just yeah, it was a, okay, kind of that goes. <laughs> I don't know. I could go on about this for ages. No, but, but that's the point of the episode, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah, because we can talk quite well, quite eloquently. Eloquently, is that yeah, the right word? Uh, about grunge because yeah. we all listen to it extensively. Yeah. We know what it is about. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, look at like I said, at start to be with Stone Temple Pilots. Big Big Empty is a great track if you haven't heard them. I think it's worth checking that out. And then the album before that is Core with. Cool, yeah. um, with uh, with other some other great tracks on there, but that's that's an amazing uh, album. Again, they were a grunge band that I heard, and the guy the lead guitarist just played with a slide, and I've never I never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Bush then took that up <laughs> on Sixteen Stone, but you know, there's 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 elements of things you take and go, oh god, that's where they got their influence mm-hmm. from, and it probably did. You know, Soundgarden. I don't need to talk about Chris, well, Chris Cornell was just voice is just incredible. There's you know, you, again, you go to the acoustic songbook that he they was oh, put together gosh. and there's a track on there called as promise hope and promises fade that one track if you listen to that that will make you fucking cry because yeah. the, the how he sings what he's singing about and all the agony hurt everything comes through in his voice and I don't, how you how he captures that and how you do that is is, um, is mind-blowing oh, so and it makes unique. me that made me cry that that track would would make it still makes me cry it makes me brings hairs in the back of my neck when you hear someone singing so I don't know. It maybe it wasn't entirely perfect, but it's just he. You know, he is going through something, mm. and I suppose yeah. with hindsight, with those four singers that you know have died, mm. uh, we kind of alluded to this in episode one. It's, it's it's kind of it's weird, isn't it? You kind of in hindsight, you look back and go, "Oh, maybe there's more hidden meanings here." Yeah, absolutely. But then I remember I read something that someone wrote and said that well, I think it was about Lane Staley saying actually that he was talking about his drug addiction, but sometimes actually he was just writing about the moment. So when we then take the moment and put it in the present or the future mm. when something has happened, then it has more relevance. But he, he wasn't, same as Nirvana, there's loads of stuff about Kurt Cobain saying, oh, this is a, he used to say, um, how are you doing today, Kurt? And he used to reply, I hate myself, and want to die. That was a throwaway comment for him. But then people got hold of that and he named, he wanted his name in the utero that. But people got hold of that when he died. And he said, oh, well, this obvious is a sign, but actually yeah. you don't you don't know what's going on within people's mm. heads, I suppose. And you, But then people try and relate and try and find a link and try and find a, a meaning behind why did they do it? Why, what happened? And you, you know, yeah, so like those you know, theories on things you could talk about it's, it's politics. Di- it is difficult though, isn't it? I think it's it's one thing you do struggle with, especially when you're attached to a musician or a person um, who's in the public eye like that. Mm. Like Chris Cornell, I, I, I took that quite hard, I think, yeah, because you connect to not only the person when you see him in interviews, but you connect to music opens up just every emotion you can possibly think of mm-hmm. and that songbook thing was released obviously after he mm. um, passed away um, and 
yeah man his vocals and whenever you listen to that you just you think about a lot of things that are out today with acoustic artists and you think oh, I'd fucking take Chris Cornell live barely reaching for a note but hitting it mm. do you know what I mean it's just yeah. it's just you listen to it you think is he going to do it and he just fucking just climbs his mm. voice just climbs and it's not this perfect straight note but it's mm. just beautiful and like that's a real that is a real singer that's real talent and you get you know and you lose that talent you're like whoa what the fuck like hmm. what was what was going on what was wrong because yeah, yeah, then, then then they released the kind of retrospective the the footage of him on stage an hour before he did it like yeah. slapping the crowd's hand and stuff and you're like fuck yeah. always always something else isn't there going yeah. on there is and i think that's the that, that i think that's the for me that's the key key kind of t- sort of link golden thread what i'm going to call it that has that links all of the the, the bands I've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think every singer had had or has, well, at the time was when they record those albums, whatever they made them. They had the they, there was stuff going on that you could hear. I don't know, it wasn't tangible, but it was there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. And they weren't. I, I love that shit. And they weren't <laughs> products. And this is another thing was about that scene is it's just real. Yeah. They weren't products of someone trying to be something. Mm. Like I find. I find Pete Doherty very frustrating and annoying from a number of reasons, but a lot of the reason is that he was happy at that time when they were at the peak to play up on that kind of alcoholic drug kind of thing mm. and, and, make, and make it their career. Um, correct me if I'm speaking out of turn here, but that's what I think. No, that's that's what, what I think he did. Whereas yeah, you have opinion. like someone like Lane Staley, um, Kurt Cobain, Chris Cornell even more so. It's just fucking hidden. So going through these addictions, um, going, you know, Lane Staley on MTV Unplugged, Alice Chains MTV Unplugged, what a fucking mess. Sunglasses on. He's obviously completely messed up on, on heroin. Um, but it's not like he's gone about making a career out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's, it's, it's just, it's part of him mm-hmm. and it's real and it's genuine and yeah, it's something it's that, yeah. it's very, yeah, same with, same with Kurt Cobain as well. And it's like, crazy like yeah, yeah. You, you can't can up and manufacture that no, without no. it cracking in the and end without, and without it imploding apart. and that happened yeah. with, with i think that happened with amy winehouse to be honest with you yeah i don't i'm not, I'm not saying that, again i'm not saying that she's a she she's not a faker or fraud she's going through a lot of addictions had a lot of issues but i think there's a big mechanism behind and forcing her to do that against her will yeah. mm. i'm not, and not gonna, get all conspiracy press, here but press money management she's completely label. completely miss yeah completely mismanaged but she with, became that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with all those things, it's like you said, accountability. If you're paying someone like Lane Staley, he he was on. They were on a big contract. Yeah. Um, they signed a huge deal, and they didn't do from 1994 to 1996. They did fucking nothing. They dropped out of tours, and 96 that that MTV Unplugged was the first performance they did in two years. And I was like, okay, so some, he was yeah. obviously being funded or using some money. So someone is accountable there to, for his mm. addiction, who should have stepped in. Where's the moral? Mm. Moral, so the same with you know the the Kurt Cobain issue. Potentially the same with you know later days. You know even Chris Cornell. Yeah. If there obviously there are are issues there, and there's there's stuff you can read on the internet to, to do with all of their sort of sort of passing and demises and, and and all those things that kind of they don't really make sense. Yeah. To me, because if if one of you guys getting really deep now, but if one of you guys is going through that, I would move heaven and earth to begin try and get you some help, try and help you. And I'm not. I'm, not, I'm looking from the outside in. It's probably. I'm not judging yeah. any of the bandmates or anything like that. But you would do 
everything you can possibly to help someone. It is question. I mean, yeah, we had. I'm, not, I'm not having a go at people no, who didn't. <laughs> but, but it, no, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we, we were saying the other day, it's coming from a good place. It's yeah, 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 it's all it's all from a good place, and it's just questionable that someone, as you say, if you're if your lead singer in the band or your guitarist, your drummer, your bass player, wasn't seen for two weeks, mm. surely you'd check on him in the first couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Unless, yeah, yeah. and as you say, from the outside in, it's a lot easier. But unless relationships were really quite, um, what's the word, uh, quite strained, strained at that yeah. time. Mm. But the way Jerry Contrell talks about Lane Staley is that they, you know they're all like brothers. Mm. Would you oh. you check on your brother after a couple of days? Yeah. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, for sure. No, that's it. Do Maybe they were I mean? caught up in their own addictions yeah, or their own, exactly. own issues themselves. I don't know. Mm. But it's, it's that yeah that always always I don't know it just sits really un, uneasy with me. I think God, you you know mm. if you're We've been we were we were in a band, you know, and we look out for each other. Yeah, we kind of kind of don't see each other all the time, but we still kind of check in. Yeah, and yeah. also think, we know what's up if one of us is a bit off. All yeah. of us are a bit like, <laughs> yeah. should we check on him? Yeah, yeah. Is he all right? We're yeah. going in deep, deep, deep but I think you have to because we're discussing four. Well, I think key, this episode is um, going to be slightly. But you're discussing four tortured yeah. souls. Yeah. Plus Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Eddie. But then even like I think even when you read about Eddie Vedder and you read about some of the oh, stuff, yeah, early on, some of the yeah. stuff he says, I think I think he went through a horrible thing. Quite a lot as as a as a child, etc. And I think um but he was different to the others in the sense that he correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he got into heroin. Mm. I think they saw Mike McCready go through it yeah. quite heavily. Um, and then if you listen to Mad Season, the lyrics on the first track, I think it's the first track, it's called Wake Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the lyrics by, uh, I think the lyrics were written by Elaine Staley and um, Mike McCready. And it's about seeing the scars and, you know, about mm. heroin scars and watching yeah. them bleed. And da, da, da. So it's like a story told there. And I think if you have someone in your band who goes through that, so obviously Eddie Vedder's a person watching Mike McCready go through it, mm. you ultimately would kind of, be kind of put off by it maybe yeah. I don't know I mean, maybe not maybe I mean, you do get bands who are all heroin addicts <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying no. it's like a, a rarity but I think as well the um, the standpoint of I mean I remember I, I again it's probably like you guys I, I didn't know anything about Nirvana until he killed himself and then I got in probably about a year later maybe a bit, a bit less yeah. but I remember Creep by Radiohead came came out and there was this huge uproar because I remember my daddy's dropped me off at school and he's used to the LBC and they, there was this is a distinct memory I have and he was like there was there was an article about oh Radiohead releasing this thing about creep I'm a weirdo I don't belong here all this stuff are they encouraging someone to commit suicide like Kurt Cobain did a year ago and I remember my dad turning to me going you don't listen to this do you I was like well I do but that's not going to make me commit suicide mm. yeah. it's going to make me look at okay what what are the reasons behind it you know where they, where these people are coming from is nothing like what I have yeah um but it made me want to listen, you know, that, that got me into listening to Radiohead. But I just, I think, what is, what was I going to say? I've gone off on a tangent now. I was going to go. Obviously, dropping you off. Obviously, my dad dropping me off. Uh, yeah, no. And then, I, I, yeah, I just think that became, like I said, in, within the media, within like what I remember seeing and reading and hearing, that became, oh my God, you can listen to this music. It's like the whole video games, they make you violent. You know, um, that kind of they tried to make that comparison or that mm. link which never existed oh just because yeah. you listen to Devon you're going to kill yourself no, no. and there's, it's yeah. a real base argument that was always used against like, this type of music which I yeah. think eventually killed it off but what I was getting to was <laughs> buying two t-shirts I had a Devon in utero t-shirt and it had um, I hate myself and want to die on it Yeah, which my mum didn't like but she liked the anatomy, <laughs> the anatomy of, the, of the angel yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then on the Pearl Jam t-shirt that my mum did like it had Pearl Jam don't give up 
And I was like, well, there's two there's two slogan standpoints there mm, from yeah. how you see that band. And mm. I think Eddie Vedder kind of portrayed himself as, as as the voice of the generation, whereas Kurt Cobain wanted nothing to fucking do with it, yeah. and hated hated everything to do with like popularity and fame. You read his diaries; it's very kind of he just wants to go back to doing you know small town gigs. Yeah. But you can't. It's weird, isn't it? That tortured artist role. Mm. But it's weird. It's yeah. interesting because you get that you get that point that standpoint from obviously his the diary entries and stuff and the new but you also when you read some of the entries it's like he wants to emulate the mm. Beatles in his mm. writing yeah. so you want to emulate the Beatles in your writing but you don't want the popularity and fame but you're quite clearly writing very catchy songs as yeah, well yeah, yeah, definitely. like even on Bleach um, about a girl it's pretty catchy mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's True. like it's it's a, it's, it's a good piece of songwriting and I really like that album anyway yeah. um, but you don't go and write something like Smells Like Teen Spirit without wanting to get some sort of popularity or notoriety. I don't think... Mm. It's quite a contradiction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah do you do, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like he's he says that, but I wonder if if part of that is is him kind of playing on it a little bit. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. You, I mean, I suppose you never know, but it's a, it's he's written some pop songs. They're oh, pop yeah, no, songs. definitely. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Popular. We'll, we'll pop, go into that yeah. if we do our Nirvana episode. Yeah, uh, of course, sorry, we'll save no, that. No, no, we'll, it's fine. Yeah, we're going to do Nirvana but, episode. Um, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's kind of... My, to, to, to give you a, a funny anecdote as well, um, I remember buying a Pearl Jam cap, trying to grow my hair long. My hair is fucking curly as shit, <laughs> everybody. Um, so when it gets long, it just goes crazy and curly. <laughs> it's good, though. You I don't know. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite thick. I'm lucky. I'm not going to complain. At the driver, um, <laughs> it, does, it goes a bit mad. But I remember trying to desperately trying to grow it long, cut having an undercut. My mum hating it, and I remember sleeping with this cap on to straighten my hair. So when I got up in the morning, <laughs> it was lovely and straight. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, that's what I used to do. Oh, brilliant. Because I wanted long, that, that long hair, and there are no photos. There's one photo I think my mum took when we were like in our family album with me with long hair. The rest she didn't want. To, she didn't like it, so she did. There are yeah. no. I don't think there are any photos. Of long hair, which is a shame. Cause I had it just down to just before my shoulders, so I was like, oh, okay. "That's a good effort." I think she gave up, I think she gave up with me. <laughs> I had a Mohican, I had <laughs> fucking bleached hair, long hair, undercut. Do what you want. No, fuck it. <laughs> Pierce your nose, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, grunge. I just yeah, I could talk about this all night. But oh, I, just, I don't. Yeah. I don't. But the thing is, though, can I just stop there? I think for this episode, we don't need the hat. Don't need. Let's the hat. just chip oh. in. I don't. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> we do. Because we're chipping in, and we're I really wanted to read my name backwards. Okay, yeah, all right. Let's, let, let's <laughs> read. Is, let's but... read our names backwards, and yeah. then we'll we'll tell we'll tell just carry on bloody right. Yeah. Let's just go on. A, go off on <laughs> so a, this one is... a tangent here. Onoj. 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 Oh, but my f- f- Jonathan. F- oh, for oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> but written backwards is Nathanodge. <laughs> that's cool. That's a yeah. great name. Okay, that's Nathanodge. Nathanodge. Easy one, Neb. Neb. Oh, Neb. That's beautiful. But what will Benjamin be? Oh, fucking Nimajib. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Unless I see it, I don't Nima know. Benjamin. And Jamie is. Imaj. Yep. Yep. Imaj too. That could be my like name, my band name. Imaj. Imaj. I remember. I remember Imaj. doing like writing. Um, I've still got it actually. Cassette case with Grunge Freak written on it. <laughs> and then I remember writing on bags. Grunge. Yeah. Like, names of bands that you like. Did you have or, or yeah, your badges. Badges. pencil case. you have the pencil cases? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't, no, well, I didn't get the badges. I just used to copy oh, okay. it. No, you had Tipex on yours. Yeah, Tipex. Yeah, Tipex bags. Tip-ex yeah, old school. I used to love that. that Jono, what's your name? Sorry. Go on. 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 Go on.
really, because... Oh. oh, go on. No, I mean, my experience of grunge is very, very different to to use guys. Use yeah. guys. In, in, in a lot of ways, because I think I came... I mean, maybe you should finish that sentence. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm glad. Was yeah, it good? I mean, yeah. Well, it was. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk about Nirvana too much because I, I, I think it'd be a really fascinating um, podcast just to focus on Nirvana. Full episode. Uh, yeah, in yeah. sort of latter stages. So, but, you know, I didn't really get into Pearl Jam. Um, I didn't really get into Soundgarden or the only other bands I kind of got into that maybe could be considered similar in, in uh, maybe aesthetic and maybe other areas would be Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Um, and it's, it's it's quite interesting. Again, this is quite quite exciting because I only started listening to Pearl Jam probably maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. Only on the basis that, you know, obviously two of my closest friends are massive Pearl Jam fans and then you kind of think, oh, okay, so maybe they're onto something here. Um, but yeah, I mean, Smashing Pumpkins, I think, I can talk about them a little bit. Yeah, go, go for it. Rather yeah. than, you know, because yeah, as yeah. I said, like, you know, even like um, Alice in Chains, I think I came to the game really late. I mean, I'm talking about I'm with you. a few years ago. Oh, no, no, not that late. Yeah. But I wasn't... I knew who Alice in Chains were. Yeah, yeah. But I think you, I kind of jumped from Nirvana straight into other things like yeah. hardcore and, and punk yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. metal. And then all this other good stuff kind of got pushed by the wayside a little bit. Hmm. Apart from Smashing Pumpkins, mm. which you know, I think you know, Smashing Pumpkins of now. If you look at Smashing Pumpkins, you don't see that kind of sort of dangerous aspect or that you know great songwriting that they they were previously known for. Well, I guess it's you know some people probably never thought Smashing Pumpkins were any good, but I used to love no, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, come on, come on, um, and uh, it's. Yes, it's interesting to see. I think, like Justin said, it's it's how certain big players in the the grunge game kind of moved and progressed through that era, and how some of them unfortunately didn't make it. And I think that's really fascinating. But the one thing I did want to pick up on what Justin was saying was about the guitar aspect. Now, Nirvana for me was such an inspirational, um, I don't know, mechanism for starting to play guitar mm. on the basis that. I used to listen to other things like maybe a little bit of Metallica here and there and then maybe yeah. some more, um, you know, even like bands like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, the, the musicianship and guitar playing was far more advanced than what Nirvana were. Mm. So for me, like playing guitar and starting guitar, Nirvana were just like amazing because yeah. it showed that you could be creative, um, successful to an extent, um, yeah. but more, more importantly, creative and that you could write songs that were incredibly simple but incredibly hmm. effective. I think, I don't know. That's what, I think that's where you find that difference in the the grunge. Um, like Justin was talking about, you had like, they all sound very different. Yeah. But actually there's there's grunge bands who have that simplicity about them. Yes, absolutely. L7, yeah. Tad. Um, Mud Honey. Mud Honey. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Nirvana, those kind of mm. um, quite simple chords that even I could fucking play. <laughs> it's true. And it's then true. you've got bands like, um, yeah, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Much more complicated stuff. So I wonder if that's kind of like an influence, whereas Nirvana were maybe more punky. Maybe yeah. they were like, oh, for sure. less, like yeah. Minor Threat, Black Flag. Mm. And then it's like, you know, yeah. Soundgarden's more like Sabbath, Zeppelin, mm. influenced. Yeah. That kind it's of got that more, yeah, it's like, that's, that's exactly you know? it, I think. I think you, you go and see a Nirvana show and you expect chaos and punkiness and attitude mm. and same with like, I suppose with My Honey and um, those kind of bands. 
Uh, and then you go and see like a, a Pearl Jam show or a Soundgarden show, m- more refined. Yeah. The front men are a bit more refined. Yeah. Oh, my Eddie Vedder's a bit of a nutter because he climbs stuff. Mm. But Lane Staley was a bit, you know, not, what's, refined's not the word. What's, I don't know what the word is. They work the crowd more in a sense that they want to be there. Yeah. Um, whereas someone like Kurt Cobain would just like ride around and cause chaos. And Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think punks. that's, yeah, yeah. You know, because I mean, like, like trying to learn a, a Pearl Jam song or. Even learning, even the pumpkins, even learning some of the pumpkin yeah. stuff was quite yeah. difficult at yeah, the stage because, you know, not only did you have to have a specific sound, it was, mm. you know, it was layered and, you know, you had sort of strange lead parts that weren't traditional tra- tra- traditional lead parts. I'd say they were in between as well. I'd say they are in between those two. Yeah, yeah. Punk and refined. Yeah. I don't know what the word is, but I, was, I, 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 I think the pumpkins are like... the. Uh, a mix of both those kind of Seattle sounds within the grunge. Yeah, yeah. it's bigger than. That's just the thing. I think when you talk about it, you realise it's bigger than just the word grunge. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because I think uh, Justin, you started this now. <laughs> but there are, <laughs> there is that difference in sounds. Yeah, yeah, there are yeah. Seattle, there are Seattle scene. It's a uh, gets coined grunge. And then mm. you have bands that are very different, but can be pushed into two separate categories mm, yeah. and then pumpkins sit in the middle I suppose yeah what a fucking, what a fucking it's good but it's I think another thing that's really attractive about grunge it was like the an, an antithesis to glam rock yeah. yeah and that whole you know pomp and <laughs> you know outrageous guitar and technability and yep. you know singers that despite sounding you know to us to our ears not sounding very good could probably actually sing really really well mm. Um, mm. and it's just like a big fuck you we're not you know, we're not, not following, following, we're yeah, not following. mainstream. But also, I mean, that all that pomp and ceremony that came along with sort of glam rock is, I, I would, I think it's a fairly negative scene. It was a fairly negative scene to be part of as well. Mm. Yeah, it's um, misogynistic. It's, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's homophobic a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and grunge came out and was again it almost uh, you know, a political movement to an extent. Well, yeah, like because punk. grunge would grunge would be the snowflakes. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, what yeah. they'd be classed as, wouldn't it? They'd yeah, be yeah, like, the, yeah. that's uh, the, the kind of coin of the phrase they'd coined for. Yeah. Because they were anti-establishment. They were mm. kind of... I'd I'd say grunge, maybe not... Oh, I suppose, I don't know. I'd say it was a, it was a kind of like a political thing. Mm. In a sense yeah. that they, they stood up for something. All and of, they represented yeah. that generation of youngsters Absolutely. who didn't have much yeah, going yeah. for them. Seattle was, it, by all intents and purposes, a complete shithole back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to so. say, whoever did the marketing job on that, fucking well done. <laughs> Spot on. Cause you've, well, well, because you've put yeah. five bands that we just talked about, five, six bands that sound nothing like each other, but you've coined them and put them in a genre yeah. that yeah. doesn't actually have any definition to it. We no. can't define, to define that genre is impossible. You can't go, oh, that's definitely grunge. No, wait a minute, they are as well. Do you know what I mean? They marketed it as one yeah. mass, because it was, maybe they didn't understand it because it was an alternative movement, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So, so in in yeah. a way, it's like well done, well done for marketing that. But fuck you for trying to. I think yeah. that's what I think that's yeah, the kind maybe. of response of, of yeah. fans was like, well, fuck you, we, you market us this. We're not. We're nothing like this. No. And if you look at a lot of this, the like you know the second albums for all these bands, or the, after the big the big albums they had, they were they're hugely different. Like Stone Temple Pilots, Purple to they went to Tiny Music from the Vatican, which sounds like glam rock David Bowie and he yeah. went, they went down another path Soundgarden went down on the upside which is again really more Ze- Zeppelin influence but very kind of like um, mm. uh, kind of quite, quite spacey and quite kind of um, quite atmospheric and there was no real driving riffs on it um, Pearl Jam um, from Versus, Versus went to Vitalogy Vitalogy whatever you call it which is was, was like a massive curveball for people yeah. 
Nirvana wanted to do an acoustic album, which they eventually did with Unplugged. So a lot of the bands went, fuck you, we're going to do what we want. Absolutely, and I can't yeah, like yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to yeah, follow, no. we're going to write, you know, five, ten albums or five, whatever, yeah. Simon's wow. Dream albums. Anyway, Pearl, Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. Pearl, fa- fa- favourite well, fa- I mean, you know, uh, album, sorry. Favourite album, songs? I mean, it has to be the, uh, <laughs> the double album, right. um, which is Melancholy and the Infinite Brilliant. Sadness. I mean, I just, I think, again, a lot of people maybe think it's a bit over the top. Um, but I think it can, it just you, a lot of bands have tried to do double albums and mm. haven't been overly successful. But I think it's just a solid album. Mm. Well, the two sides and there's some really, really. I mean, Billy Corgan's voice can grate on people, and I, I totally understand that. But uh, so much, so there are so many good tracks, and you know, I, I think he's another vocalist and uh, lyricist that has a lot of pain mm. Mm. somewhere yeah, in his, a, you know, in mm. his being. Um, I do, yeah, I, th- I think he's. I like vocalists who have some something. Again, here we go. <laughs> We're going to draw a lot of a lot of um, parallels between all the bands that Justin's mentioned, and including Smashing, Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins, nothing, nothing, pumpkins. And it's the uniqueness we... of the individual frontman's voice. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm. Now, come on, yes, it, it, yes. come on, it totally is. Cornell's like, I'm gonna break my. <laughs> and you've got like a yep. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> well, don't worry, I love Pearl Jam. That's a really bad impression. And then Coco Bay's like, ah, bah, ah. and then yeah. Billy Corgan's like, Today is the greatest. <laughs> but they're all really unique. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lace Day is like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's really unique sound to the It's really rare you can get that in one so called scene. Yeah, no, totally. Sorry, which, which was, like, was a, which was ama- I think it's amazing. Yeah, also, yeah. Well, well, so well. we're looking past the fact that they uh, look at all the names of the bands. They're shit. They're so, so shit. So, Mate, if you, yeah. if you yeah. take away the music from the name, so you're like Smashing yeah. Pumpkins, Odit, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I can add to that because what I was going to talk about is the Pixies. Oh, the Pixies. Oh, yeah. Now that is that's a quite. Sh- oh, that's quite a good name. Yeah, well, personally, <laughs> I don't think compared it's that to, compared to all the other names. Uh, but um, <laughs> Alice in Chains. Come on, when you say it, you're like, oh god. Oh, no. Gone, sorry. But talking about earlier when you were on about the kind of political side of things, which could be seen in grunge, I guess, yeah. in the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, anti-establishment. Well, yeah, yeah, anti-establishment. And yeah. also, uh, well, the song Monkey Gone to Heaven, which is probably my favourite mm. grunge song from yeah. the Pixies. Um, that is actually, a, a, the main theme is about the environment. It's actually an environmentalism song. And it mainly right. deals with humanity's destruction of the ocean and uh, quoted confusion of man's place in the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty big subject. So the, mon- the, yeah. the, the lyric, this monkey's gone, it must be kind of like an evolution. Yeah. And play an evolution. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's, um, is, is it subjective or objective? I'm trying to think. From your personal perception, what's that? Subjective. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But uh, it was also quoted uh, uh, as a corrosive, compelling meditation on God and garbage. Which I think yeah. is bloody That's what a quote. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that song for me is. Um, I love the lyrics in that song. If if man is five, yes. devil is six, six God is seven. seven. I think that's just. And when he shouts, I know. God is seven. I know, I know, yeah. Fuck, man. My goosebumps all over. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's an interesting point you, you brought up there because at my school I, I studied, I did religious studies as mm. part of, I guess, the UK equivalent of an A level. Mm. and yep. um, our religious studies teacher was a Christian and he was a really really cool guy really really nice guy 
remember his name now, but anyway, he was cool. But his favourite band was Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. But he always said he struggled with them for many reasons. But the biggest reason was the lyrical content because it was very yeah. anti-God. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He, so he, he loved them. And I mean, I think he was one of these guys that could see past and, and could understand criticisms of or Christianity and so yeah. forth but yeah. that was one thing that kind of he really struggled with with the mm. land on, on Me- Melancholy Infinite Sadness what standout tracks just for, for you or what, what did you hear first or what did you um, I think obviously Tonight Tonight yeah I mean it. I know tonight. but then um, <laughs> um, Butterfly Bullet uh, Butterfly oh with, such a good track <laughs> try and try and get it but, but, Butterfly with no, uh, Bullet Bullet with Butterfly <laughs> Wings yes yeah, sorry um <laughs> And Galapagos, I think, is another yeah. one that's really, really cool. I mean, there's a lot of ones. Which one? 1979. Yeah. 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 The one that I've had on repeat <laughs> for is To Forgive. I think it's another really, okay, really yeah. good one. Um, but that kind of, I suppose... Oops, what, what, to be playing it. I'm gonna get what, what, I, what I said um, earlier about, <laughs> about them going... So Siamese Dream was there. Like Jamie said, the bit yeah. that sat in between Nirvana and and all that kind of punk sound and and the sort of more hard rock edge of of Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, whatever. But their their complete like fuck you, we can do what we want was this double album. Yeah, you know, mm. I remember hearing 1979 after hearing Today and going, what the fuck's going on there? And then uh, actually, I didn't I didn't dismiss it because it, again, a lot of it got dismissed. And I was like, actually, these songs are great. You know, expansive the use of orchestration across. Yeah, it. yeah it absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, the light and shade. In the mm. two albums, some bands use amazing. that for, um, especially in that scene, because I think when you look, when you kind of read into it and like how sub pop emerged and then how the major labels get involved and try and um, recreate what sub pop did and sign up all these bands. Anyway, so <laughs> with a lot of bands did that kind of release, so that yeah. double album release, do what the fuck I want to get out of their current deal. Mm. So oh, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they sometimes have, have like one one more album left on that deal and the, the label might fuck them over or they might da, 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 da. Mm. They think, mm. fuck it we're going to do what we want now and sometimes it pays off and I think that's probably what I've read that's what happened with that album mm. oh right so it's like that kind of we've got one more left let's just fucking do what we want because mm. you fucked us over enough Yeah. and it just kind of it's, it's funny how the parallels between the music industry major labels and grunge don't get along anyway because mm. uh, mm. I think a lot of the bands um, I know Pearl Jam a lot of their later stuff was released through their own uh, label. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Nirvana did Nirvana stay on Geffen. Yeah, they, they might still have done. I mean, he didn't. Have, they never really have it very long. No, <laughs> no chance no. not to. But then, obviously, Dave Grohl went on and started up his own label as well. Um, so yeah, I think oh, what I like about grunge is that anti-establishment and anti-major label as well, in a sense. Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? I think Soundgarden might have had some sort of major label help. I don't know. Yeah, they were they were on a major. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what I like about the that, so Smashing Pumpkins is a good and good place to start because I, li- I like the one I like bands that are not afraid to experiment and not afraid to try something different. Whether I like it or not is another thing. I I hated Chris Cornell's like pop. <laughs> pop oh album. god! But then his album before that was like a a, a solo kind of the Euphoria Euphoria Morning, oh, which is beautiful. amazing. Yeah. Oh my um, god! And where. But where so I suppose where he progresses not as Smashing Pumpkins did with, with, with the double album you're talking about is and and Pearl Jam have to a degree tried to experiment. I don't like half of it, but at least they're trying something different. Yeah. Whereas bands, unfortunately, we go we go back to the two that I mentioned was Alice in Chains getting a new singer and then just doing stuff again. I've not heard any of the new stuff. I don't know if I want to because I don't know if it's pushing any boundaries. I don't know if they're just sat in the middle lane and happy there. 
The same mm. with Stone Temple Pilots. They got a new singer and they just are releasing stuff that just, I don't know, just is in the middle lane. To Nothing me. That, mm. that, that never sits with me mm. very comfortably listening to a band whose very sound is the singer. Yes. Yeah. Lane Staley's a very sound of Alice in Chains. Therefore, mm. don't call yourself Alice in Chains. I know. It's yeah. Don't try and sing like him. Well, isn't you can have Splash uh, Pumpkins without Billy Corgan. No, exactly. No, absolutely no. Like, yeah. why, why? I mean, <laughs> no. you wouldn't have. You wouldn't. I mean, you, yeah, they do performances of Nirvana, which is like Chris Novoselic and, and Dave Grohl, mm. and have like some other singer. It's not the same. Mm. Like the Post Malone thing, he was he was he was great at what he did, but it's not the same. Mm. No, like you are just the covers. I think any, I don't think you should ever, if you're in a band and you get to that point, um, even with Queen, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, his name Adam you are not some, Freddie Mercury. Um, yeah, no. Therefore, don't call yourself Queen anymore. <laughs> because the person who made Queen was Freddie Mercury. Mm. And it, uh, people might go, oh, no, it's not true, Brian. No. Fuck it. Freddie Mercury is the front man. He's got the sound, the voice, and you just know a Queen song when you hear him sing. You know, Alice in Chains songs when you hear them sing. Who else did you mention that they they had someone else step in? The Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Which is a good link. Now, I found this out doing a bit of research. I don't know if you knew this, but Chester Bennington joined Stone Temple Pilots for for, 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 like two years and was a singer because he he, he loved that band. So they've, I didn't really, I don't know if it's on Spotify, but I'll have to go back and check. What year was that? Uh, 90, I don't know, sort of toward 98-ish. Scott Weiland kind of was kind of, they had a big falling out. And he went off and did his own thing um, for a bit. Revolver was yeah, Velvet Revolver, Revolver, and then got kicked out of that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he jo- I, and I've not heard the stuff. And I was reading up about it. I was like, this is interesting because I, I didn't really, I didn't realise that. But he released like an EP, and there's there's songs out there with him singing as with Stone Temple Pilots. I reckon I he's the closest like. sounding person to Scott. Probably Scott yeah. Island, though. Yeah, like seriously, uh, as in like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to contradict myself, contradict myself <laughs> here. Um, and I don't think they, I don't think any, anyone should try and replace another singer in a mm. band um, if they've made such a career out of it. But um, <laughs> Chester's voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I reckon he's the closest sounding person to that. You can hear. But they they marketed mm. it as because Lincoln Park were big, I think, at the time, or they were taking a break. Or Lincoln Pilots. They, they, no, they marketed it as Stone Pilots <laughs> with Chester, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chester Bennington. Um, so you're like okay, and then they dropped it eventually when he continued doing more shows. But I, yeah, I know what you're saying. There's there's a there's a whole essence of it's the front man and it's the in, interplay between the other band members as well that make it that sound. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to have David yeah. Crow on drums and Chris Novoselic yeah. doing his bass. You have to have yeah, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, James Eha. You've got to, you've got to have what's her name Darcy on and Jimmy Chamberlain on drums. Yeah. You've got to have that element. And when he when he dismantled that for that Ava Adore, yeah, so it just didn't sound right. I remember watching them and it didn't got feel kicked, right. Um, Jimmy Chamberlain got kicked out for drug abuse. Yeah, drug abuse. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting album though. I, yeah. I haven't listened I to it overly, but I mean, it was a it's a massive contrast to what they did mm. previously. So I mean, mm. you're talking about that idea of progression yeah. and so forth, and they kind of took a really industrial sort of almost a goth vibe. Yeah, yeah. and um, Machines of God, I think, which Machine is the one. Or Machine of God, yeah. Isn't yeah. That? yeah. I mean, to be fair. That's, it's a really, it's got some really good songs in it, mm-hmm. really, really good songs. Um, but then I don't know if you've listened. To, I haven't listened to any Pumpkin since then, no. and I refuse to. I just refuse to. Yeah, <laughs> but there's he's. Um, I was reading about Special Pumpkins because I, I thought it would, they'd come up. But he's Billy Corgan's an apparently like proper dictator. Like oh yeah, absolutely. He'd, oh, he'd, he'd let people oh, play God. and then he'd go back and re-record everything. Like, oh. Literally, but drums, he's come out with some real fucking shit. What was that every, quote he said about Nirvana and? 
Pearl James, like, I'm better songwriters than that. Well, he said something like that. Yeah, he? he did say so. He's, he's I mean, do so I many favors. He's, he's an incredibly arrogant. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm better. I've written better songs than Pearl Jam, Nirvana, and Soundgarden put together or something. Yeah, yeah. You haven't. No, no, you haven't. You've <laughs> written some damn good songs. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But don't, but don't you know, be so fucking. But also, arrogant I, about I think it, that kind of attitude when you demean your your fellow musician exactly. is never a good thing. No. You shouldn't do that. I mean, it's. I, th- I think that's quite. Um, yeah. And most of them aren't there to defend themselves. Well, this is it, absolutely, <laughs> you know, um, absolutely. But you know, thinking about that era of music, we were so lucky to oh, have man. that as a back catalogue. Oh, I mean, even kind of, I think things such as the MTV and plugs, having having a Nirvana yeah, unplugged yeah. and Alice in Chains unplugged. I mean, it's so lucky, fortunate to be able to to kind of have that historically to go back on and go have mm-hmm. it as a reference point. As absolutely, because well. I, I think gener- as our generation. I mean, there are newer generations that get into Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we were at that point where it was like f- maybe four or five years after he'd killed himself. Yeah. As is, I'm talking about Kurt Cobain, mm. and it'd yeah. just be another episode anyway. <laughs> that's right. But it's still very recent, mm. and it's still something that's very—I um, don't know what the word is really. Oh, it just has we, resonance. We hold that resonance. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. nostalgia has resonance. We can look back on it, and we're lucky enough to be able to talk quite. What's the word? I can't even think of a word now. Thoroughly. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can go into a lot of detail about it because and, it's something we know about. And mean, we have meaning and we have, we have, there's a substance behind exactly. it. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm mm. trying to say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure you, you, you can really get that from much else mm. nowadays. Well, like, no. I hate doing this. I hate doing this fucking... Oh, no, seriously, I do it in every episode. But the, nowadays, you don't get this. But you don't. No, no, no. I you know what you're saying, because the 90s or the grunge era was almost the last original era. Everything 2000 onwards is repeated stuff done yeah, in a yeah. slightly different way. I mean, can you There's imagine... There's no authenticity as No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Can you I imagine think that's like, why we hang on to it like Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, can you imagine like looking back on like new metal videos and so forth and, yeah. and going, oh, Lib Biscuit, voice of a generation. <laughs> I mean, you just, you, just, you just won't, will you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Whereas, you know, I think these type of things like Nirvana and Soundgarden ch- chains and so forth and so forth, we will look back on them like we people look back on the Beatles and... Yeah. I don't um, think, yeah, I, I think all those type of things. I think what I was trying to say was, sorry, is that that wasn't that grunge wasn't a gimmick, right? Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's I, like I it doesn't feel none yeah. of it feels like you listen back to the the albums that Justin said the artists that were talking about. Yeah, none of it feels like a gimmick. Whereas like something like Limp Biscuit, New Metal, a lot of it felt very gimmicky. Like, and I, yeah. I think yes, yeah, Slipknot survived that gimmick because. Yeah. Um, I think they, to a, to an extent, I never got into them, but they they proved themselves to be musicians and entertainers, yeah. entertainers mm. with a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. something like Limp Biscuit was a fucking gimmick. I mean, mm. they were. I mean, if you listen to this and you like Limp Biscuit, I'm sorry, but they were shit. Like <laughs> yeah. none of it was good. Um, oh, what about Rolling? No, 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 no. You're saying what about Rolling because it was a catchy pop song, but yeah. you can say that about any other fucking pop song. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like. I think grunge was never never felt to me like it was a gimmick. I don't think it will be ever be a gimmick. No, no, no. Mm. I mean, I know Primark stopped the t-shirts. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Sell out. Well, have you seen the have seen the cost of vintage Nirvana t-shirts these days? No. They run into the, like two three hundred pounds for a yeah. vintage Nirvana t-shirt. Jeez. I thought it'd be more than that. Just make, yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah, possibly. Depends. Well, there we go. But, yeah. yeah, but that was like yeah. Especially, I mean, but, any other any other tracks. I love them bones by Alice in Chains. Yeah. I mean, even though I, I yeah, again, yeah, yeah. I, this is something I, I came to Alice in Chains quite late. Um, actually, no, I, I said a few years ago, but actually, I remember, 
I went on holiday um, in, to Noosa, which is on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, hmm. and I'd been on the beach all day, and I burnt myself because that's what I always do. And I burnt myself so badly that my mum had to cut up tomatoes and cucumber to put on my face oh. to draw the heat out yeah, because sure. it's so bad. Yeah. And, um, what a lovely, you know, lovely gazpacho. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but I had them bones on, because all I could do was sit in the bed during 35 degree heat because I couldn't go outside because I was burnt to a crisp and Shit. I listened to yeah. to that album over and over again but then Bones has just got such a catchy chorus mm. no definitely I think I think yeah we, we definitely need to explore this more because we could go on for fun maybe we should do like episode per band because yeah, I, I, I could subjects, I, I mean I could they? talk about yeah. Pearl Jam and Justin could for a fucking mm. ages Alice in Chains Smashing Pumpkins Nirvana, mm-hmm. Pixies, like it's just it's a it's massive, it's huge, and we're already like <laughs> we're very deep in this right now. Yeah. Any yeah. other track? What about you, Jamie? Tracks that? Oh man, you, you could go. I was thinking today. If, say, say if like I don't know, if, if like, my daughter comes to me and says, "What is crunch?" I would give her those four five albums and say, yeah. "Here you go, listen to this." I, I hope would. She does, hope she does in the future. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Cause I like, would, and I'd probably drop in Bleach by Nirvana. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I just revisited it like a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about what we're going to discuss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like even like Floyd the Barber I don't know just like mm. ding, I just like <laughs> what it's just brilliant it's mm. just fucking brilliant it's just raw it's energetic it's it's, it's recording shit but what makes it is Kurt Cobain mm. yeah. but I'm not sure if he makes it because I am I have some sort of kind of in the back of my head a, a, a uh, what's the word fuck I can't, I'm stuck for words I'm thinking of Kurt Cobain as I know him. Nevermind yeah. album, and then listening to Bleach because I listened to Bleach after Nevermind. Yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm kind of thinking that he's great and sounds brilliant in, in Bleach, but maybe he doesn't. Mm. Maybe if, maybe if I heard Bleach first, I thought this is real shit. Do you yeah. see what I'm trying to get? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like relate it, but like yeah, um, Pearl Jam ten. Well, that's an album you chose, Justin. Um, but I love Verses as well. Mm. Um, Oh man, just Alice quick. changed uh, loads of stuff. Like, I can't, I can't even. Was a uh, sliver on Bleach? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. the no? Not sliver. Is it sliver? Sliver. Yeah, it's a oh, no, I think that's on um, Incesticide. Incesticide. Uh, oh, okay. Incesticide. Yeah. See this. I get a bit confused. <laughs> when does Incesticide yeah. fall into all this? Ninety two. Is that post ninety three? Is it? When is? It? When was it? This. Oh, I, I think I Incesticide was released before. Never mind. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was, it was loaded, 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 loaded. It was loaded. I think as I demos, we came to the Nirvana thing, but I, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I love aneurysm. I yeah, thought I, I thought it says I was 92. I thought it was 92. No. I, I, I thought it was like a bridging thing. I think oh, it was. I'm, I'm pretty. I don't know. Well, have, have a, oh, it, it may it may have been old demos that they released or put yeah. through. I don't know. Um, all right. So, but, but Ben, oh, go on, go on. Was there a song called Silver by Neil Nirvana? No, it's called Sliver. I thought it was Silver. I was getting oh, a bit so confused. This is where, so this is how Silverchair got their song. I think they yeah. got ah. Sliver down as Silver. Oh, cool. And there's another song called Berlin Chair by UMI, which is ah. an Australian band. So anyway, you've got, um, on Bleach, you've got Blue, Floyd the Barber, About a Girl, which I was saying earlier, like just yeah. shows early songwriting school. Love buzz. Can you be my love? I mean, that's a fucking great mm. negative creep, negative creep, and a negative creep, and I was down. It's like wow, like um, swap me, Mister Mustache, um, sifting, big cheese, make me. That's such a fucking yeah. and then downer. Like that out. Coming, come on, what a yeah. fucking album. It goes bleach, never mind, incesticide, yeah. and then. Oh, I stand corrected. Uh, In utero. Yep, that's the one. 
Any other tracks that you, Pixies or whatever, is there any tracks that you think? Or even looking back, I mean, I like mean going, going back into like what, what was I, grunge. Because I kind of got into grunge properly. Obviously it was with Nirvana, but when I decided to go further into grunge past Nirvana, because they're yeah. like the entry to it, aren't they? Yeah. Almost. yeah. yeah. Which is, they grab your attention, then you can dive deeper. Yeah. And then it was, um, I, was at, I was at college at the time, 2003 or four. My, my mate was heavily into grunge and indie. And he introduced me to bands like Joy Division, hmm. um, annoyingly the Libertines, who hmm. I never really got on with, yeah, um, and uh, Pixies. Hmm. And he said, "Listen to the, his favorite song was Monkey Gone to Heaven, hmm. uh, which is now mine." Hmm. But I, it just it took me somewhere. Hmm. I, it, they've obviously hmm. captured something kind of magical in a way on that hmm. track. Yeah. And every time I hear it, oh, I guess it's nostalgia. It takes hmm. me back to that those days. But ah. Oh, Beautiful. That's it's a good song, be. man. I mean, that's the thing. Like, whenever you talk about these tracks, it, nostalgia shouldn't shouldn't be something that is like we poo poo. The reason why mm. I like it is nostalgia. Yeah. The reason why you like it is nostalgia. Yeah, because yeah, of that, course. That it takes you to that point in time that which was fucking great. Like we were talking the other day about um, Jar of Flying Sap. I think you mentioned it earlier, didn't yeah. you? Um, mm. And um, is it Nutshell? Yeah. yeah. That track, either in the summer, in the yeah. winter, <laughs> any. True. It or just spring, autumn, winter, yeah. summer. spring, summer, fall. Yeah. All you got to do, do is, cool. is put on that track. That track. But it just, <laughs> it just, you can listen to it, and like, it depends on the weather. It depends on your mood. Mm. Like, but it can even lift you. It can fucking break you. Like, mm. man, that's what it should be. It's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. I really think so. No, I is. think it's stunning. I think it's an absolutely stunning track. And uh, yeah, I've heard yeah. some really bad covers of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Even like the lyrical content, it yeah. does. Oh, it no. Yeah, it's, good. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's but beautiful. you were talking earlier about kind of like the placement of guitar solos and mm. adding to the song, and yeah, you know, despite what we might think about Jerry Cantrell now, I mean, the, yeah, the, it was a bit of a dom with his uh, little lead. Oh parts yeah, yeah. It, well, he was. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, he, that's that's that quote. I remember he. I read that of him saying he can't stand solo for the sake of it. He said if it adds, if it lifts the song, if it brings the song to a like conclusion, if it takes it to another place, then that's where it should be used. Yeah, and you hear that on that jar, jar of flies. Is, is I mean, again. They did dirt and then they did that. Mm. They just went in with acoustic guitars, and from dirt to that, you think, "What the? F-? There's no correlation." And that's how I got into Alice Change through Jar of Flies, and then went back to dirt and then facelift. Yeah. And that, that I remember hearing that, and it was so different from, like I said, from the Pearl Jam Ten that I was into or In Utero. I was like, "Jesus!" And and then uh, again, the feelings behind those lyrics was, I don't know, was oh. it? I don't know what the, what's the lyric he sings that you think, "Fucking hell." Um, Let me get it up. Get, because, get, um, get, get the, the, the lyrics uh, are, are just so they're so personal. And yet I fight yeah, this yeah. battle alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No yeah. one to cry to, no place to go home. Yeah, yeah. it's all of that. But if you go into Lane Staley with again, I was, I was reading about Alice in Chains. The reason he got into his use of drugs is because he was the, the young youngest member of the band at the time. He was only like nineteen, twenty when they were playing bars, so he couldn't go into the venues until they performed and then he'd have to come out so he was hanging around in the streets with all like the guys doing junkies and that. yeah d- doing drugs outside and that's how we, that that was his life that became because they were touring so much that became the norm for him the others were getting drunk and he was there just whatever smoking weed getting mm. into stuff and you think Christ that there's a you know your pathways predetermined there from yeah. the situation you're sitting in which is which is yeah which is crazy and then there's the, I remember uh, there's a Rolling Stone interview thing I was reading I, I went mad on this you know when you said fall, fall, fall in a wormhole I just went through all these things yeah. that happened. Mm. what happened to him how did why did he get into mm. that 
his like girlfriend died of like an overdose, and that's the, that point from '96 onwards where he became a complete recluse, and he never went out his house. He lived in this condo, 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 whatever it's called, yeah. in, in Seattle, and, and would order food in. He wouldn't do anything, and there was like a an album they released after that with a three legged dog on. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and there's there's tracks on there that are really good, but a lot of Cantrell, lot, there's a lot heavy Cantrell vocals rather than Lane Staley because yeah. he wasn't well enough to stand up to sing. Which is wow. dark, man. And like yeah. Jamie said on that, you watch that MTV Unplugged. He's a shadow of him. It's like a shadow walking on stage, and he's just he's not really there. He's not there. And even towards the end of it, his vocals, uh, he does backing because oh, he, 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 he couldn't physically. You look, you can see him. He just just slumps in his chair. And, it's just, and it is. You think, God, this you know this guy. Is it, is it is the massive huge cry? For, I just see it as a cry for help. Yeah, I know, so like in retrospect, that's easy to say. But so I this is the MTV fuck. unplugged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he comes out, out like comes out just shades on and he's like he's he's just skin and bones. Wow. And he's he kind of he like hobbles, hobbles, hobbles. But then he sings, and you're like, Jesus Christ, wow. where that voice come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some, something deep inside just comes out of him. Honestly, this right now is a real education for me because I, I was Andy, I, I've Andy. never really been into grunge heavily yeah, yeah, yeah. like Justin and Jamie. But um, I've always been aware of it, obviously. Mm. But to hear all these stories and all these details that you're talking about, it's just like mm. I'm like mind blown a little bit. Yeah, you know? and uh, I will. I think it puts that. that. I think it, when you see when you, oh yeah, I mean when you watch it and you see stuff like that, it just puts it into perspective that actually, yeah. like it's it's genuine, it's real, it's mm. and it's very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sure. he wasn't actually looked after properly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a big, the big thing, isn't there? There's a big debate about who's. But the accountability there with those artists who who is we've kind of looked looked at mm. earlier, but who, they're being funded to make money because those the, 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 Amy Winehouse is a perfect example. Oh, she made right. money yeah. keeping her on drugs because that sold news stories, therefore sold. You yeah, know, there yeah. is there is a huge, yeah. you know, there's a huge kind of like there should be a huge movement within music industries to look after the artists rather than. You know, same as exploit them. I didn't like, you know, we talk, no, about, Michael, is, yeah. we talk about Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson is a perfect example. The oh, shit yeah. that he was pulling, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but it was generating income for someone somewhere or a business morally, bank morally, yeah. And yeah. and and you know, it's just, it's 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 you know, and it always ends one way at the uh, you know, death usually of the artist. Yeah, I yeah. think it, that happened yeah. like quite quite recently as well. I mean, I, and I, 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 it's something that people might. Have heard of anyway who listen to this who might not listen to grunge music and know about the the kind of ups and downs of front men <laughs> mm. and the deaths is that that little peep documentary on netflix yeah, yes i saw that that's on my watch, to watch list it's a very yeah. interesting documentary because it kind of plays out the same kind of story not to um play down what happens to him but it plays out that case the same same kind of story of those grunge front men yeah mm. Because oh, right. he was kind of like a modern day Kurt Cobain in a lot of respects. He was, wow. yeah. I mean, definitely, they, you know, drug addiction wasn't being wasn't con- being being looked after properly. He wasn't mm. at all. You watch that no. documentary, everyone was like, "Oh fuck it, he's just off doing this." Oh yeah, he's just gone on stage after doing this, and he's completely fucked up his face. It's, it's really strange, like hearing his mum talk, yeah, about him and his friends, and then you know he had a really close relationship with his granddad. So it seemed, from all intents and purposes, that his Support. Family support yeah. was was so. quite fairly positive. I mean, we yeah. don't know for sure. Yeah, but you know, but then do you think it's a lot of it could be down to growing up in a, a small town? Maybe mentality and I think a lot of it was in with that yeah, kind of rebelling. And then they said that it, it, with him, it was like he the, the fact he went out with his friend for dinner and, she, and he said, "Oh, you are not embarrassed with me and my face tattoos and stuff." And yeah. like, but he actually liked the attention, kind of. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, what, what, what? You know. 
what I'm getting at is that it still happens. Mm. You know, he wasn't looked after properly by the people that should be looking after him. He was like, he's, I mean, his stream count, I mean, oh, I fucking millions. hate talking about his shit. It's hundreds, it's hundreds of millions or it's like almost billions. Yeah. With yeah. Like, and like, it's just, but it's just like, he was found on his tour bus, wasn't he? Yeah. Overdose. Yeah. And everyone's wondering. How long ago was that? When did he pass? Uh, a few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. And everyone's talking yeah. about why was he left for like three hours Unattend- by himself, yeah. unattended yeah. as a drug addict because he was a drug what addict. What was his uh, genre of music? What did he do? Uh, Emo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Oh, I don't, a bit of a mix. I don't it? even know what it is. And no. I'm, no. It's, it's strange. It's like, I, okay. I it's, wouldn't even listen to it to be honest with you. Okay. Not because I don't appreciate what he's done and what it is, but it's just not my thing. Um, but yeah, as Jono says, the way he is portrayed is like this modern day it's grunge frontman. I've it, got to watch that for sure. It opens up the debate because there's um, there's a side note, really strange side note, but I heard it say on radio that um, the copyright for Elvis Presley's um, have you had this albums were, was up for renewal in about 2005. Mm-hmm. So what the record company did because they knew they were going to lose the copyright is they released every fucking single album by him, therefore it went to number one. They made their they made their huge money out of it, and then they sold the copyright as well. You know, on to the right. next. So the, you know, there's a, that big business behind yeah. Yeah. someone's demise or yeah. someone's, oh someone's course, state yeah. of like you know someone's work mm-hmm. is 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 keeping that. I mean, that's, that's every, why he's that they, whoever's getting those streams is not going to be their bloody family. No, <laughs> but it's like looking, it's all of it's all of Elvis yeah. as well with the musicians that played and wrote a lot of the, the songs didn't get any royalties mm. or. Writing yeah. credits. You hear this quite all. often. I know. I mean, a lot of that was due to the fact that they were black musicians. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. you're, you're looking at a time where, you know, what, the 50s and stuff mm. where. Oh, you know, okay. Yep, yep, sure. Which is just, you know, you just can't imagine. Like, imagine being on a number one album thing which is you've written and played on and you, you it still but it still happens it. though yeah, i mean yeah, i think yeah. I, yeah. I think we, we're kind of going into the corruption of the music industry <laughs> yes which no, is very episode. which is very no. true and very prevalent and it's it's, it's a thing all right so yeah, those of you who don't think yeah. it is it's definitely a thing i saw a recently just again i have a side note completely different genre <laughs> <laughs> is this all right to do i don't yeah. know yeah, why not? Yeah, but there was that takeshi 69 knob who got out of prison oh um, yeah and he's just like he's just smashing like millions of streams and millions of plays and like everyone loves him still oh. but he was like almost number one and then um they get a report breakdown from the label and ariana grande's um record label like um on ha- used five different credit cards to buy like sixty thousand copies to beat him at number one in the last hour on a thursday or something <laughs> and there's a report yeah. of it and that's the corruption that happens behind the, in the Pure music industry yeah. you're buying number ones and stuff but mm. um back to grunge i suppose that's like the anti-establishment <laughs> yeah. of it all because sub pop as a label um mm. started something that ultimately became absolutely massive again yeah, yeah definitely but then I that's just, oh, go on, go on. i don't know no, no. I was going to say, I just when I, I love even down to the things such as I don't know, like Fender guitars, mm. you know, the iconic Mustang or Jaguar or you know things like that. So I mean, I know every kind of model of guitar mm. that those guys would have played, and it does influence yep. you, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, I, 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 I do, it's, that's not really it's, not, it's a relevant point. But no, no, no. I'm no. just, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking back to kind of how you know we're talking about how music informs who we are and yeah, how we yeah, do yeah. things and so forth. And there's definitely a style it's, to it's the, the iconic, yeah, because yeah, the yeah. the grunge drums would have really high cymbals, yeah, massive bass drum, a very low uh, stool to sit on, yeah, and uh, yeah, they just go for it. Mm. That's yeah, it's, so cool. it's all uh, stylized, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to doing the um, 
the Nirvana one, which hopefully we'll do in episode number six, six shall we? Six, number seven, six. Yeah. What are we on now? Five. Five, five. now. Who know five? Who know five? Should we, um, <laughs> should, should we should we wrap it up then with any any thoughts or final thoughts? Justin, you were going to say populations. I can't I can't remember what I was going to say. Mm. I think I've probably said it already, but I think that's why a lot of the in in the press, a lot of these bands, like I said, the Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, even Nirvana to point, they they thought they pressed self destruct by doing something completely different. But they did it, I think, mm. fun to get out of there, let, let it, but actually to experiment and actually to go, I'm going to try something new. Mm. I don't yeah. want to be tied to this marketing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what bugs me about music, about uh, e- even playing it and, and, and being in bands and, and doing stuff that we've done in the past. But it's just like, it doesn't, why does it have to be marketed? Mm. If it's a good song, it's a good song. And that, that I think, lasts the test of time. You still hear Smells Like Teen Spirit on the radio, yeah. not because... Well, our radio stations are pretty shit because we've only got a few that are alternative. Um, but you hear it because it's a fucking good song. You he- you will hear Black Hole Song because it is a good song. Yeah, mm. it's played to death, but it's a good song. Mm. And you're talking like, you know, 94 when that came out, 91 yeah. when, or whatever, 90 Jeez, when yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. Yeah. Um, so those those songs just are, are great songs Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of doubt because they're, you know, like I said, we, we, we kind of allude to those those singers, the the, the 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 writing of it was was whole wholesome and real and. I thought you were about to say whole then. No, no, whole, no. Whole, it's wholesome. It's real. It's it's from Raw, a pla- it's from a place that means something. Oh, we don't mention whole. I mean, that's the, the, I was actually going for a Spotify playlist um, today, thinking what do they? What does Spotify? These geniuses of fucking music. Um, sorry, Spot. No, I'm not sorry. Actually, fuck you. Um, <laughs> make make of what the grunge genre is, and you like scroll through it, yeah. and every now and then hole pops up. You're like, oh fuck off! Yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> but bar bar hole. But then you go into <laughs> grunge as well, and you think about we talk about like um, uh, females in in rock was that the you know was we talked about Ash last episode, yeah, and when she joined, and it was all a bit all the, all the press were oh my god, it's a you know girl in you know is that kind of stupid attitude that exists but then you look at the gr- the grunge movement you L7 and L7, Sonic yeah. Youth and Veruca Salt Salt and so all of those guys yeah they, 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 they were key like drivers behind that with the the females in there oh look, and there also was Darcy from Dar- yeah, Darcy from yeah. Pumpkins and there's, there's, there's that's what was like you say about political movement and the, the fact it was anti it was like you know yeah. anyone can do this shit it doesn't matter you know, mm. you know, let me just um, back, backtrack from. and correct myself there. I don't not like Hole because it's a female. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, saying just saying for the people listening. Yeah, I, mean, I like Hole because yeah. Courtney loves. I don't like Hole because Courtney's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and well, she um, ju- yeah. to me, she jumped on the bandwagon. Exactly. That's well, yeah. she didn't even write she, opportunities. Billy Corgan wrote one of the albums, didn't, yeah. She, didn't he? Billy Corgan. Yeah, yeah and, and just, just and, you know, and well, you see those what is it montage of heck about Nirvana, and I just the the saddest thing for me when you watch that documentary is it's um his daughter's birthday and the the family there with a cake and singing happy birthday he's fucked on the couch and so she and I'm like what poor kid is growing yeah. up like this I can't imagine ever mm. it, I, I don't know where ever, where their thought process was when you've got someone that you are you know you've created is there yeah, how could you you know and there's three yeah. or four and they're celebrating a birthday and they're both fucked somewhere else and I think sad hope she's yeah. alright Francis, hope you're okay. Yeah, sometimes you can <laughs> you can blame the partner. Didn't Chris Cornell release his um his Timberland hip hop album because of his partner? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Was it Timberland who produced yeah, it? Or it? He did. He worked with a load of pop backs. Yeah, awful. and then he did the James Bond soundtrack, which is all right. Oh, I love you, Chris Cornell. Sorry. Yeah, my name. I know. Peace, what, what, what a what a voice though. Oh yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, so yeah. The, all right. 
Sorry. No, it's, I mean, if I we go more. <laughs> oh, the, the, the one thing I, I do think we've go missed on. out, and I would like okay, to touch on, on is the influence of grunge on latter day artists. Yes. yes. I think Agreed. that could be something that might be interesting because, I mean, we've got, you said Bush earlier. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you know, you've got Silverchair, and mm. I think there's there's a lot of other bands that kind of took. I want to say Creed. <laughs> well, this, is, this is the thing. You I don't want to go into that. Creed and Nickelback, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that has Grunge-esque. Puddle of Mud, yeah. but then... Oh, that's yeah, not, Puddle of Mud, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Silverchair. I think we could ultimately do... Yeah, we could do that next time. So we, yeah. I mean, next episode, I think, because we're like going on for a very long time now. Are we? What are we on now? Yeah, we're on... Probably on about over an hour and 20 minutes. Come on. But I'm thinking that... If we, because when we're fresh, we can think about it more. Yeah. We've got Nirvana to focus on, but then you can offshoot with other bands that have been influenced by grunge, yeah. namely Nirvana as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silverchair, but That's also true. I heard a track to that. Was this to Stone Temple Pilots today? And there's that track where he meant he says something about tomorrow in there, and it actually sounds exactly the same melody line that Silverchair use in their song. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was just like, yes. we can go on about, you know. Yes. So they yeah. were, I think they were 15 when they wrote that. Exactly. So yeah. you, can't, you can't, yeah. yeah. Bless them. Bless them. They were so good though. They were great. They were so good. 15. Maybe you can have a, a stomp. next episode you can talk about Silverchair as well and tell us the back history. What, I'd love to do that. I yeah. think, but I think you, when we go to, if we go to the Nirvana place, then that is, come on, that's clearly linked to how Danny John's looked. Oh yeah, played, oh, yeah. What they wrote, free piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot time, of, yeah. there's a lot of kind of, um, what's it called, similarities. similarities yeah, between massively, massively. Between it. But if yeah, if you if you want to know what grunge is, go check out some good grunge. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll put. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think we will put we will put a playlist together. Don't go we'll, to Spotify and type in no, grunge. We'll do the on, we'll do the on repeat good grunge playlist. We'll call it on repeat good grunge yeah, playlist. Like and obviously it's our opinion what good grunge is, but we're usually right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I dare you I to concur. argue that you can't you can't yeah. say how good you, Smashing Pumpkins yeah. is and uh, is Soundgarden and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Alice in Chains and you know, all those whatever, those bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right, mate. And I just want to go and listen to some Ch- Alice in Chains. Yeah, let's do it in the car on the way home. I'm right, so that brings stuff. us Go there, go on. Go outro, outro, outro. Outro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't you do the outro of like okay your grunge track you've been listening to recently on the oh we've done that haven't we? I've done that have you oh, so I add another one in yeah go on because you know. said you formed a playlist and you said oh this this on it and oh plush I, I, plush by Stone Temple Pilots yeah go on uh, Nirvana's something in the way something Ooh. in the way that's what I did as well Mad Season Wake Up no Mad Season Wake nice. Up do you, do you know well, sorry, that's some that? proper like that's the, yeah you go deep into make deep guys, into it boy guys you want to hear about grunge go deep <laughs> Go, go, go really, super group mad season really deep <laughs> temple of the dog no we didn't mention then did oh, we I was going to say that my, my, I went hungry my, 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 my track that I listened to that the other day was uh, which I kept on repeat because of Chris Cornell's voice was say hello to heaven oh, he, has, he goes God. he goes low and then he goes up and then he just goes for it and, then, and then you think God, how are you getting to that point say hello to heaven beautiful there we go there, yeah. there we go everyone let's wrap it up you know, you know what to do <laughs> Right, so we'll see you for the next episode of On Repeat. Again, the usual uh, stuff. Justin, what was the usual stuff you usually say? The usual stuff is, is <laughs> go on Instagram at uh, remembers on Repeat it. UK. <laughs> yep. Yes, come on. Yes. Review us, like us, follow hate, us. Don't hate us. Don't hate on us. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs>
Tupac. And um, tell, you, tell your friends about us. You don't share enough, people. No, exactly. <laughs> share, share, share. Yeah, you share enough of your fucking dinners. Yeah, exactly. Share, share everything. Share, share. But we've got. We've got some great episodes coming up. I think we've got some Nirvana planned, but we're going to start. We're going to go. We're going to go deep. Where are we going? Deep into new metal. We're going to go deep into post-hardcore British rock. We're going to go deep into some kind of hip-hop. We're going to go deep into Brit-pop, maybe. Punk. Punk's a big thing. We've got to go to punk. We've got to go to punk. punk. Yeah. So there's even Two-Step Garage. I'm going to go there. And we might have some special guests. (laughs) Definitely. definitely. We might have some special guests. If they can say what good grunge is. That's That's a test. Yeah? Yeah. If not, well, we're not gonna let him in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, cheerio. All right, oh, you can't do that. Sorry. Sorry, no one can see you. Sorry. <laughs> He's right. out. Yeah. Right. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, we'll see you next time on on repeat episode six 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 six. 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 That episode is not happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, bye everyone. One see you later. Yeah. One love, everybody. Bye, Janella.